Coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. Today, we're going to talk about how to create a balanced meal of habits, how work ethic isn't just about chores. We're going to talk about the six different categories of habits, how to avoid extremes, the foundational habits, what habits create a foundation for the other habits. We're going to talk about why certain kinds of goals are necessary for your well-being and give examples of different types of habits and what ones are the most effective. We'll also talk about how to replace a bad habit with a good one and what to watch out for. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. Every 10 years, the monks in the monastery are allowed to break their vow of silence to speak two words. 10 years go by and it's one monk's first chance. He thinks for a second before saying, food, bad. 10 years later, he says, bed, hard. It's the big day a decade later and he gives the head monk a long stare and says, I quit. I'm not surprised, the head monk says. You've been complaining ever since you got here. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah M. Fontaine, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. And today's topic is how to create a balanced meal of habits. And I think part of the reason why habits are so critical is because Money Pants is all about work ethic, but it's not just about chores and becoming a really good janitor. (laughs) It's not what it's about. It's about developing all aspects of your life, you know, from relationships and education and talents, because all of those things require work ethic. So work ethic is like the foundation, the, the, the core value of money pants, but it's there to help support the development of uh, your superpowers, and which ultimately leads you to, leads you to you achieve to learn, your unique mission. You have to learn to apply that work ethic to all different aspects of your life, not just doing the dishes, not just right. making your bed. Um, so, that's a good place to start, but... Well, it, it, without work ethic, though, nothing else really matters. You won't ever develop your talents. You won't develop your superpowers. So that's why, you know, work ethic comes first. Mm-hmm. But without talents and a reason to use that work ethic, <laughs> you'll just be the world's greatest janitor. And that's actually not what we're about. So I want to kind of talk about um, if, if jobs... If the jobs in Money Pants, because we assign jobs, daily and weekly jobs, if those are for teaching work ethic, then habits are the application of it. And I wanted to talk a little bit about our analogy, and that is kind of think of work ethic in Money Pants and especially the habits as a balanced meal. And when you're setting up your habits, you want to kind of approach it uh, in a balanced way. And we'll make sure that that you're not overdoing any one aspect. Yeah, think of it as the nutrition that your body needs. And you don't want to... I once took a class in Nutrition 101 in college, and it was an excellent... It was one of the best classes that I had. And the book was interesting because it went through all the different nutrients that your body needs, and it would explain what it did in your body, why you needed it. And then it would say what would happen to your body if you didn't get enough of that nutrition. Mm -hmm. And then it would do the flip side and say what happened if you would get too much of that and where there were toxic effects. So yeah, if you don't have enough salt in your diet, that's going to hurt you. But if you overdo it, yeah, that can kill you, you know? But, <laughs> that, but salt's a good thing. But salt's a good thing. It's something and it's your a necessary body thing. needs. And so going on but an extreme... Un, un, but underdoing it or overdoing yeah, it. Yeah, because some people are like, oh, salt's bad. And they cut all the salt out of their diet. And that can kill you. And <laughs> But so can the opposite extreme. So, you know, you hear about the... Some college student, you know, oh, will you eat this? Will you eat that? Hey, will you eat this whole thing of salt? Yeah, they died. (laughs) They died that day. So you can't do that. But also there's the issue of if you're eating, you know, five pounds of carrots in one day, that's filling you up. And wow, carrots are good for you. But not only 
is that overdoing it on carrots, but the problem is, is that probably means you're not filling your stomach up with the other nutrients that your body needs as yeah, because well. there's no room. There's no, no there's room no left. There's no room left. Yeah. And so when you're making the habits, likewise, you you don't want to fill up all your time with just focusing on one type of habit because there are other things that you as a person need to have a balanced and fulfilling life. And so you don't want to just fill it up with one thing. You don't want to overdo it on the carrots. So even though <laughs> okay. carrots are good. And so and the balance is what? helps a person become well-rounded and complete. Yeah. And so, and like you said, you know, avoid extremes, you know. So here there, here are the six, this is what we recommend, the six different categories. And you know what, there may be four or five, but we've broken it down into six, where Mm -hmm. we think there are six basic categories. And again, everybody, everybody in the family has 10 habits. So you have a lot of leeway, a lot of options there. But within those 10 habits... We recommend everybody in the family have at least one goal in the following six habits. And here they are. Physical, number one. Uh, Number two, spiritual. Number three, mental. Number four, emotional. Number five, social. And number six, artistic. Um, And the thing is, and and we'll talk about this in a second, but the physical and spiritual, those are number one and number two. Because we kind of think of those as like foundational habits. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of like... You might be able to get away with not having habits in the other categories, but those two, physical and emotion and um, and spiritual, are kind of an absolute. And well, they kind of dictate the other the other habits that you're developing. Well, let, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about. Let's go into that. Let's. Yeah. The first one is physical, a physical habit or goal. Mm-hmm. Well, one time I was, I think we were printing something out at Kinkos, and I picked up one of their books on oh, how to become successful or whatever. And I was just, you know, flipping through it. And it was interesting because this one, this person's observation was that successful people spend a lot of energy and time doing activities that will increase their energy. Mm-hmm. And they'll go to the gym. They'll um, make sure they're going to bed on time and eating a good diet, things that would maximize their energy. And the concept was, well, if if they take the time to maximize their energy, then they get all the other stuff done. But if they're not feeling well, you're just kind of in survival mode. You do the bare minimum if you're not feeling well. Um, I've gone through morning sickness many times, and, and it's bad. And during morning sickness, I do the bare minimum. Don't come to my house. <laughs> you know, don't look in my bedroom. I'm doing the bare minimum because my energy is so low mm-hmm. during that time that you're just kind of in a survival mode. So if you really want to, whereas when I have good energy, I'm like, oh, I want to do this and I'm going to do this. And I get so much done in a day when I have energy. And so it's a very worthwhile activity. So it's like a foundational thing. Like, yeah. oh, make sure you take care of this because it oh, kind of dictates what is it? It's everything like, else. It's, it's like, I don't know, it's maximizing your, if you take the, t- even though you're taking time out to take care of your body, you end up... Oh, make, sharpening the saw. Yeah. Uh, sharpening it, the axe, sure. There's yeah. the, well, the, the analogy, what is it? The guy, the, guy, uh, the, the two guys, one uh, chops at the tree with his axe all day long and the other guy takes a break and goes and sharpens his axe. And the, the first guy's like, oh, you're so lazy. You're not, he's not here, you know, hacking away at the tree. And turns out the second guy comes back from chop, uh, sharpening his axe and he cuts down the tree in half the time. He, he took time away from doing what he was supposed to be doing to sharpen the axe. But it actually was a, it actually helped him to be more efficient when he was actually working, and that, that's the yeah, whole idea. Yeah, that's the it's the same concept um, of. And I'm sure I butchered that of, story, but oh, yeah, the, the just, idea is that's the idea. Yeah, so taking time out to make sure you're doing well physically and maximizing your energy is like sharpening your axe, and it makes the whole rest of your day more effective. Oh, oh I like that. Okay, so uh, a couple, well, here are some examples. I think that I think that really helps is when yeah. we just list examples, and here are some. Uh, Physical goals, and they they can be really simple, and they should be simple. Things like taking your vitamins, Mm -hmm. or drinking enough water, or getting uh, 20 minutes of cardio, or going to the gym, or playing basketball, or some other sport, tennis, or racquetball, or whatever it may be. 
uh, doing push-ups and pull-ups. I mean, for a while there, Hannah, I, my goal was 10 push-ups a day, and that was it. Because mm-hmm. that's that was all I could do. That was my energy level. It just, but it was something. It was better than nothing. It was a good start, and you built built up from there. But uh, or just playing with your kids, running around. Seriously, running, <laughs> running around <laughs> with the kids, having them chase you, you chase them. That's huge. That goes a long way. That to getting your your cardio up. Um, proper bedtime. Bedtime. And this is, I think, everybody should for one of their physical goals or for one of their goals, should be a bedtime. But no matter who you are, everyone should have a bedtime. And for me, I've noticed I, because I am so busy and I have so much on my plate and I have a tendency to, I get a lot done once the kids go to bed and it's so easy. Okay, I'll just stay up an extra hour and pretty soon I'm going to bed at 11 and then midnight and then one, two, three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is not healthy for my body and I need to, set a bedtime for myself so what we did is we the internet turns off at 11 and that has a way of really helping me realize oh, okay that is my goal to go to bed at a decent hour okay and the internet's off that helps so and we haven't even talked about that but <laughs> the, all these goals we really should should have prefaced this with any any goals that you set should be in accordance with the how to set and achieve your goals faster than ever we, we did that that blog and that podcast Boy, a long time ago. But mm-hmm. those, and the reason we did it so long ago is because that's one of the core things that Money Pants does. Is it's all about proper goal setting principles. And this, and this is the, I guess, the application of that, like how to maintain that balance within that framework. But make sure if you're listening, go back and re-listen to how to achieve your goals faster than ever, or go back and reread the blog about how to achieve your goals because it's it's really good to to review kind of these basic principles. I'm, I'm not going to go over them right now, but just. When, when making goals, one of them is to make sure your goals are positive and achievable. So you can't be making goals like, don't go to bed late. No, you need to make your be- your goal make uh, go to bed early and, and at 11 specific. o'clock. And be specific. Yeah, be and like be, by 9. Be or... in bed by 10.30 with lights out by 10.45 or whatever it is. Or but it needs get to be eight specific. hours of sleep every night. By going to bed by going... at 11 and waking <laughs> yeah. up at 7, whatever it may be. Okay. And that well, that, and that's another goal is making sure you get sufficient sleep. Which how many how many people are sleep deprived all the time, especially parents? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like seriously sleep deprived. Another goal, I I think it doesn't apply to me, but I know it applies to other people, and that is to replace alcohol, or smoking, or any vice that you wish to overcome. Replace that with more nutritious meals. And yeah. Didn't you have a, a comment about that, Hannah? Where well, you... I had two comments about that. One was a lot of times people, they found genetically that people with um, alcoholism that have a tendency towards alcoholism, because some people drink alcohol and they don't get like super right. addicted. Other people, they drink one drink and wow, I, <laughs> I'm an alcoholic now. They found that people like that usually have hypoglycemia. And when they take alcoholics and they go, uh, like someone's trying to overcome alcoholism and they go to AA, there's like a, about a 25% chance, it's, it's between 25 to 30% chance that they'll recover from alcoholism by just going to AA. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, this one doctor found that if you instead treat their hypoglycemia, and send them to AA, the success rate of overcoming the alcoholism was like 75%. It was much higher. So by them taking care of the, their physical body, they were able to overcome, it helped them overcome this vice, this thing that was controlling their life. So, But they had to replace the bad thing with something oh, good. That's awesome. I like that. So, yeah. And the same thing with, I know, like, people who are trying to overcome smoking. I've read this multiple times where one thing that helps people overcome smoking is if they start exercising and they start eating fruits and vegetables. Because it regulates their, uh, it regulates yeah, um, the, their appetite and, and the it, desire The desire for smoking yes, actually goes away. the desire for smoking it's goes It's the weirdest down. thing. It's no longer as much of a challenge. Yeah. So, But they had to replace it with the right thing in order to overcome it. Uh, whereas you had a friend who was so proud of himself. Did he give up smoking? What yeah. did he give so, up? Well, that's just it. And that this goes back to the whole proper goal setting principles. Yeah. It has to be something positive. And you have to replace 
whatever you're doing bad. This is why you can't have negative goals. You can't mm-hmm. say, I'm going to stop smoking. That's not, a, that's not an achievable goal because, okay, you stop smoking. Now there's a void. There was an activity that was taking that place in your life, and now yeah. there's nothing there. It's gonna, it needs to get filled by something because if you don't fill it, it will get filled by something, and yeah, it's always whether bad. Whether emotionally or yeah. physically, it has to be replaced and, by something. This, this, this guy, I love him to death, but he, had, he was so proud of himself for giving up smoking, and he picked up cocaine. <laughs> that was his, and he's like, yeah, I kind of went from the frying pan into the fire on that one. It's like, you think? But, yeah. but that's the problem is he didn't have a proper replacement. If he had picked up, if he had just been, you know, I'm going to take up cooking or baking mm-hmm. or basketball or, or something rather than just, I'm going to stop smoking. Yes. It would have well, been more like, effective. For me right now, I'm actually expecting, ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> oh, so I, you know, I, I weigh a lot right now, but last year as I've, you know, gone through so many pregnancies, I started just adding five pounds on, five pounds on. And it finally got to the point where I was 195 pounds and my knees were hurting. Yeah, and but you're six foot four, Hannah. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and I was really having a hard time with this. And so I wanted to be healthier mm-hmm. and I wanted my joints to feel better and my neck and my, my knees and everything. And so what I replaced, instead of saying, well, I'm good, my goal is to, my, what I wanted to achieve was weight loss. But instead, the goal that I set for myself was to drink two glasses of water before every meal. But see, that's just it. Your goal wasn't weight loss. Your goal was... To get healthier. To get healthier. Yeah, my goal was to get healthier. But the steps that I was going to take to achieve that was simply, I'm going to drink two glasses of water before every meal. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And in five months, I lost uh, like 30, 30 pounds. Just from doing that. But it was a positive goal. It was something I could do. Right. And something I could, uh, you know, improve my health with. So, anyway, so, and I think it's ironic that we're talking about food, and our analogy is maintaining a healthy diet or a balanced meal of habits mm-hmm. where, where you, one of your habits should be eating balanced meals <laughs> for physical. So, that's number one physical goals. That's one of the core values. You should have at least one, probably two goals in that category of physical habits. The next one is spiritual habits. And this is, again, this is a, one of the two foundational goals we or categories we think of is where it, with the spiritual goals, and we're not just talking about God, it's becoming one with your uh, environment and your uh, higher power, really, is what we're, what we're talking about here where... Well, that is God, though. Well, yeah. different people define it differently. I happen to believe in God, but other people define it differently. Whatever your religion is, okay. whatever your reliance is on a higher power, um, because AA, for example, we were mentioning AA, they they ask you to rely on a higher power, not necessarily God, but there has to be a higher power to help you aspire to a greater height. That just, anyway. But the, the spiritual goal is another foundational category. And the reason why it's foundational is because it gives you that direction and purpose and hope, but also gives you kind of a moral basis. It gives you a why, actually, for what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it gives exactly. you the yes. why. And so it's very motivational for the other things that you're accomplishing in your life. Because if there's no purpose to your life, there's no direction to your life, it's setting these other goals, you know, why would you do that? Right. So, so well, I think that's good, why it's foundational. Well, I think a good example is if you're use, if you're developing these these great work ethic and then all these talents, but using them for the wrong reasons. What's the the C.S. Lewis quote? You know, education without morals is you're just training more clever devils. Exactly. Something like where you, you need to have some sort, and I like that. Yeah, you need to have like some sort of moral compass mm-hmm. again. And when you were, are relying on a higher power, that naturally comes. And so the spiritual goal needs to be something along the lines of, well, oh, here are examples of, of what not to do, I guess. Using your great social skills that you've developed to bully other people. Yeah, that's not a good thing. That's not a good use of your talent. <laughs> and I'm sure there are a million examples that you could probably think of. But, you know, the one I thought of was, you know, using your social skills to bully other people or maybe using your great computer skills to hack other people and to steal money. Like, that's not what we're about. 
Yeah, but but if you if you develop talents and you abilities, could, you could use them but for you, the wrong reasons. You are spiritually not in the right place. What is that going to profit you? What 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 good is going to come from that? Or from society, or from the people, yeah, you know, for the yeah. people around it, it'll you. It'll hurt sure. you, exactly. or it'll hurt the people around you. So ideally, we want to use our talents to make the world a better place and to better the lives of those around us. For you know, using your the flip side would be using your popularity and good looks to influence others and to become more inclusive. Mm-hmm. To to reach out to those who maybe don't have the the friend group or the social whatever strata that you do, and you're like you become more inclusive and you better. You know, the rising tide raises all boats. You know, you, you bring other people into the your friend group and make mm-hmm. everybody, it, make people feel more included. Well, that's what you would hope for your, that you would do. And also what you'd hope your family members would do with these amazing talents and abilities that they potentially could have and are working to develop. That's, that's mm-hmm. the goal. Mm-hmm. And it's sad when you see talents used in the wrong way you know <laughs> when, when i think another good example would be you know my, my daughter um who has a beautiful singing voice and she practiced and developed it and worked really hard and she said you know what i want to do a performance for the old folks home down down the street and she did she she organized a whole concerto and a, a i can't remember all the oh, different yeah, musical she, numbers she, she put she together got a and, whole bunch of musical numbers together and put on a performance and for the, these people who they enjoyed it so much oh that, it was very touching yeah they were they were really really happy to have her there and so that would be a good example of how to use your talents to to bless and and, and encourage the lives of others and i, I hear so in this category of spiritual goals, I think the easiest one, the most obvious one would be to pray. Mm-hmm. Some, whether it's praying in the morning and the evening mm-hmm. or, or whatever it may be, have some goal to just keep yourself on track to remember to pray or some sort of scripture study. And pretty much every religion has some form of scriptures, whether it's Buddhism or Taoism or Catholicism or, or uh, it, all the different forms of Christianity or, or Judaism. They all have a book of, that, of scripture that you can contemplate and go, oh, that's going to make me a better person. Yeah, that promote virtues right. and, and a, uh, yeah, a that's higher, it. That's it. That's a what higher I'm talking standard about. That, of living. Yes, virtues that, that, that promote a certain set of virtues. That I think that's really the key is yeah. your, your spiritual goal should have some, should be instilling in you and encouraging in yourself some sort of virtues that that you want to incorporate in your life, mm-hmm. um, but also also journal a, a a study journal of what you learned as you're going through you know your spiritual journey, which is different than a regular journal. And we'll talk about that. In yeah, a minute. where you write down thoughts and ideas that come to you, mm-hmm. where you can refer back to that, and it it helps you internalize the aha moments that you have exactly. as you study exactly. your scriptures and and pray and. Um, meditate or whatever. Well, that was the other one is is meditation. There was a study, and I'm trying to remember who it was. I want to say it was like the dean of Stanford who said, you know, the things that he's noticed that that kids he sees lack. And he's like, one of them was, and I'm sure I'm butchering this this study that he did, but one of the things he found that, that college students lacked was the ability to be alone with their thoughts. Just them and their thoughts. They had to be constantly entertained, always had to be doing something, always had to be looking at a screen or, or being inundated with some sort of media or, or interaction with other people. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> they need to learn to just be alone and to be comfortable being alone with themselves and their thoughts. Hey, that's when I take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but that's great because that's, I know that, that for some people that is their alone time and that is their. But that that whole concept of meditation and kind of being at, at one and being aware of who you are and what you're doing and and, and it, we'll talk more about that yeah. in a second. But just just I can't get in the shower when I'm in a hurry because I start meditating. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very comfortable being alone with my thoughts. <laughs> so that so. that's number two is, is mm. spiritual, some sort of spiritual goal or goals, that, and it's a foundational one. Number three, the number three category we have for goals is mental. This okay. this is more the, the academic or book learning, kind of expanding your mind, whereas the other one was helping your body. Uh, the, the physical was kind of helping your body be healthy. The next one was your, your kind of your soul or your, your, your whatever you want to call it. And then this one's kind of expanding your brain, mental. And 
I love the quote. I think it's attributed to Einstein, but I've never validated or verified. But he said something along the lines of, great minds talk of ideas, mediocre minds talk of things, and small minds talk of people. Well, if you're always filling your mind with ideas, you can't help but that comes out of your mouth. Like when you're always studying new ideas, new philosophies, new new book learning, new new topics, you can't help but go, hey, I was just learning about this new writing style or, oh my gosh, I was learning all about the Quran on this great courses class or, oh, I, I was studying physics. I never made this connection before. Like that is what, it, it, according to Einstein, that's what makes a truly great mind is someone who's always filling their mind with ideas. Well, I, I once um, had a, a, a friend who... Or a relative, I guess it was more of a relative, <laughs> um, where I would try to have a conversation with this person, and the only thing they wanted to talk about was gossip. Oh, yeah. That was that was it, and which made me feel uncomfortable. And so I would try to change the topic and be like, "Hey, so I, you know, I learned this, and what do you think about this?" And they would just give me a blank stare, like. You're I'm, so weird, you know, or you're, you know, I like, no, I have I, no, no they, idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't yeah. know. Sure. Yeah. And unfortunately, and then, the conversations with, and I know who you're talking about, the conversations with this person were always incredibly shallow and very ungratifying. And you kind of left feeling drained. You felt bad after you left because you're like, yeah, <laughs> just talk because they about, would they would just talk about, about people. people or not in a good way. Like there's good talking about people. Like oh, how are we going to help so and so? Oh, so and so's fence fell down. I think we could go do a project for that. Of course, that's an idea. So never mind. <laughs> they, it, I guess yeah, really small minds gossip. Yeah, I think and we can it, kind of adjust that quote. And so like it just it, it, but as a stay at home mom, you know, it it helps me to read the newspaper or to, oh, to be connected with the outside world be connected sure. with the outside world or have things to think about and ideas and if you're not learning about stuff you don't get ideas right you can't make connections you can't make connections and ideas and it's just well no so your much brain think of your brain as like play-doh if you only have a speck of play-doh how many things can you make yeah. Whereas if you're always adding more Play-Doh to your collection, you can do a lot more cool shapes. And pretty soon you're like, oh, and I can make a, a mom and a dad. And, and and here's their house. Oh, and here's their yard. Oh, and look, they have cows. Oh, and here's a spaceship. And you can make whole cities. But if you never add more Play-Doh to your brain. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're kind of limited. You're really limited. Yeah. Oh, look, I made a, a flat penny. I made a round ball. And that's <laughs> those are your two options. And you just you have nothing to say. And you can't contribute in any sort of... Uh, beneficial communication with anybody else your conversations are really bland lame so here, here are some examples of how the type of goals that you could set for well i was going to oh, say i noticed that when i was dating that that was like some people like you couldn't talk to them they you know they didn't really they could talk about a movie coming out or a movie they saw or a movie they wanted to see yeah but they couldn't even and explain why they liked it yeah, and it was it, it was, just, was like oh that well no it reminds me of the Chris Farley skit what was it uh, the, the Chris Farley talk show where he goes remember if you haven't seen it it's oh hilarious. yes he's like, remember remember that time when when you were and he's talking to like uh, a famous famous, yeah. famous musician remember that time you wrote the words all you need is love and the guest goes yeah yeah I wrote that and Chris Farley goes that was awesome. And that's the extent of the conversation. It's really weird and awkward. <laughs> because he didn't Could, have any more, he had never nothing thought, else yeah. going on. So he couldn't think of what else so, to so ask. Make, so make some mental goals for yourself. And here's some examples. Like read or listen to an autobiography. Those are mm. always, a, a well-written autobiography may be the best thing, best type of book ever. Because truth is stranger than fiction. Where you read mm-hmm. about somebody's life, especially, you know, high uh, people from, from history, they're just a what it has to be well written though. I can't stand poorly written autobiographies, but re- or biographies, biographies. Yeah. Sorry, autobiographies and biographies. <laughs> thank you. Uh, or you can uh, listen, listen uh, watch TED talks, or listen to podcasts on the way to work. Uh, like learn- the Money Pants podcast. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> or learn a language on Duolingo. Or and Hannah, you and I love our master classes and great courses. I can't. Okay, mm. those great courses. The kids will be watching. I'm at work. And I'll go downstairs and I'll go grab a bite or something to eat. And I, I, next thing I know, I'm, 30 minutes later, I'm still watching. 
Yeah. Where well, I'm they're like, learning I, all about DNA and just all no, the, the different one, aspects of no, DNA. The one they're, today was all about the different types of lizards in Australia. And you're like, oh, in Africa. Boy. In Africa. Was it Africa? Yeah, the guy has an Australian oh, accent. Oh, okay. But he's, you're like, what a boring topic. But no, this guy was and he kept my interest and I had to peel myself away because he's like and then there's this type of lizard and there's this type and he's showing pictures and, and the different attributes of each one and why their scales look different and, and how chameleons and how their eyes work and you're like dang it I gotta go back to work but this, it's fascinating mm-hmm. and it's really cool stuff so and then you know another another goal you could make would be you know maybe reading from the newspaper or reading from a specific yeah. book or again I like the Wall Street Journal I think mm-hmm. it's uh, you know because it's not if you can find a newspaper that's not like depressing, right, that that's a, it's not all about everybody that was murdered that day. It it just if you pick out a newspaper, try to make it a, a non depressing and not the tabloids. Yeah. That's kind of like what we were or talking like about the earlier. News even like or I'm like uh, you know yeah you have to be careful. It's with very the news. negative. The so news is inherently negative. You want so to find something that's more intellectually illuminating. And Business um, Weekly, I think, is another good one, or Business Insider, whatever it's called. Yeah, there there are a few. There there, there are subscriptions out there where it it you feel like you understand the world around you better. You right. understand people better. Yeah, you walk away with ideas and stuff like that. And the, a good rule of thumb: if you walk away being excited about what you learned. And feeling excited about the world, it's probably a good thing. If you walk if you walk away scared, full of fear, and depressed, probably need to change the channel or 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 read something different. Yeah. So okay. Number four, the number four category for habits is emotional. And this one kind of seems like it could probably fall under mental, but I, we, we separated it out because really in my mind, Hannah, this is one goal in particular, and that's journal writing. Where this is the concept of kind of centering yourself, self-mastery, self-awareness, that, that concept of living deliberately, um, not, not letting life happen to you, taking control of your life, where it, journal writing really comes to mind, where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking the time out of my day for 15 minutes and just writing my thoughts and there's something magical about that. And I'm not entirely sure of all the psychology behind that. But for some reason, when I sit down at the end of the day and I just take 15 minutes and I write in my journal the events of the day and also how I feel and think about them, mm-hmm. it really has a way of internalizing them and I'm able to process them better. And I think that's true for everybody. I could be wrong, but for me personally, journal writing is an absolute must. And total side note, I live a pretty exciting life. <laughs> and I go back and I read even stuff that happened a couple of years ago. And I'm like, wow, like, I forgot about it that. It like makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't read it then. It stresses me out. I'm like, my grandchildren can read this. <laughs> so, no. um, but also in this category would be things like going to counseling or mm-hmm. therapy. Or where- even like, like once a week taking some time out to analyze like where you're going in your life right. and what what you accomplished and how it what you want to do different and right. what you want to do better again kind of that that self-centering idea yeah where just or it could be and a lot of times people like calling and talking to their kids or calling and talking to their parents where it's just kind of that that emotional connection with who you are and your mm-hmm. roots. It's not the same as friends, though. That, that's a that's a different category. It's it's for some reason immediate family, and having that connection is that that emotional, I don't know, healing. I guess not not even emotional healing, just that emotional grounding mm-hmm. that takes place. Also, and we talked briefly about this a moment ago. What quiet time, being alone with your thoughts. And I had a I had a professor at at BYU. His name was uh, Randy Bott. And he talked about, he said he, his wife thought he was really weird, but he loved it. And he said, I will go into my study and I will turn out all the lights and I will just sit there in, in basically darkness and just think for 15 minutes. He, he'd set a timer or whatever. He would, and he would just sit there and think. He wouldn't write anything down. He would just be alone with his thoughts in the dark so he wouldn't be distracted by anything. And this guy was brilliant. He was he was. He was absolutely he was brilliant. brilliant. He he may be the most brilliant person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. He was. He had he had made so many connections on so many topics about so many different things. Like he, 
I would love. I could I could talk to him forever. Mm-hmm. I could talk to that guy forever and never run out of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I loved that about that. And he said that was one of his tricks. He would he would go into his study with the lights out and he says, I can't tell you how many times my wife would come in and be like, what are you doing? You're so weird. But that was <laughs> that was his process. May, other people may have different processes, but that was his. And he really, he swore by it. He's like, I'm alone with my thoughts and that is how I, I, I rejuvenate, but also I make connections. And maybe that falls into the emotional, maybe that's the mental, but... Either or way, spiritual, that, it, it, yeah. it can fall under some of the other. There's a little bit of overlap. But then there was our friend, and we'll, uh, we'll call her Jane, who went through a pretty ugh, divorce where yeah. her, hus- her husband left her for a less than stellar other woman. We'll say, yeah. And it, it was devastating. It and, was and she had she had four young children. It just what what a what a nightmare. And yeah. I, it had been a couple of years, and we touched base with her. And what, what did she tell you, Hannah? She said something well, like... Well, I asked her, I said, okay, um, after she, we talked about her situation, I said, so are, are you dating other people? Like, are, have you moved forward and are looking for a new relationship? Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm not there yet. And she's like, I want to make sure I'm okay with myself. This was devastating. It like, you crushed me. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I'm okay with myself and I'm okay being alone and, and I, I feel good about myself before I start looking for a companion and looking for a serious relationship. Because otherwise, if I, I, I go out and, and uh, you know, jump into a relationship, I, I, I'm super needy right, and okay. it's going to be an unhealthy relationship. And, and not an equal, not a balanced relationship. That was wise. That's very wise. Yeah, of and her. I thought, wow. So she was taking steps to heal emotionally. And I think maybe that's it. This category really is for any sort of, especially emotional healing after any sort of trauma or letdown or family uh, discouragement. I think this one is really the emotional goal is key. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I also think. A lot of moms and dads, they uh, run around all week and and they're constantly like, they are in high stress mode. Right. Go, go, go. And, and so I've heard a lot of moms say, okay, you got to take time out for yourself. And yes, so, okay, yes. You that, know, that, where that, the emotional recharge. I sure. I got to go paint my nails. I've got to take a breather. I, it, it's some self care. But some, that's a good thing. Yeah. If, now we're only talking like, 10, 15 minutes, that, that's it. Even once a week, just yeah. something. And so whatever can help you emotionally feel... Well. Well, yeah. yeah. And for, for different Complete. people, it might they might have different gaps or needs in that arena. But that one's in there. Number five, the, another, the, the fifth topic we chose, category we chose was social. And I think this one's pretty straightforward where, you know, social, we are social creatures, it, if you don't have relationships, life is kind of pointless and empty. Well, that's why it's so hard when somebody, um, they don't have the opportunity to get married or they don't have the opportunity to have children or they don't have brothers and sisters or their parents pass away. Relationships mean so much to us right, as right. as human beings. It's it's key to our are, you know, you put someone in solitary confinement, they go that is, nuts. That is a serious that's, punishment. That's like that, that's torture. torture. It is. And so developing relationships, improving relationships is very worthwhile mm-hmm. and extremely satisfying. I don't know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I think that's up there on the, right. you know, the crown of, of, of needs is, is having like healthy relationships. Well, no. What, what's the uh, what's the quote? You know, no no person on their deathbed ever lamented that they ever wished they had spent more time at the office. Yeah, <laughs> you never hear that. It's always, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. I wish I'd repaired my relationship with my son. I wish I had, you know, treated my wife better. Whatever it is, they, it's always about relationships. Yeah, or they're very pleased with and have all mm. these good memories. But but one way or the other, it's about their relationships. Yep. So. Uh, Here's some examples of goals you can set in the social category. Uh, spending one-on-one time with your kids. And I, this is one of mine personally. I try to spend 15 minutes per day with one of my children every day. It's just one of my goals. 
that helps me out to connect with my children. I know my kids love it. It's just a good one. But also date night with the spouse. Hannah and you and I try to go on dates once a week. It's a, that's a, oh, and I should back up. All the goals, they're either daily or weekly. Uh, we, goals and habits don't really happen if they're less less frequent than that. Mm-hmm. So all the goals are either daily or weekly goals. And so you and I have the, I have the daily goal of spending one-on-one time with my kids, but I have the weekly goal of spending one-on-one time with you. And I think every spouse should do that with, with their husband or wife. Well, they, remember, they should definitely go out Remember when we were young parents and, you know, we were starting out, we were poor, but then you had like crazy jobs where you were working 18 hours. Yes. 18 hours a day. You were working nights. Good times. You know, crazy <laughs> stuff. And so... So different than uh, it, now. We hadn't gone out on a date. We spent time as a family, but we hadn't, you and me, we hadn't gone on a date for a year or two years and so we decided hey we want to start doing that and the first date was so awkward (laughs) because i felt like we didn't know each other i couldn't even remember your name it was it was really weird (laughs) okay but but because normally if we went somewhere we had the kids and we were you it know, was just go, just go, 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 go. Yeah. But we hadn't just spent time with just the two of us together. Well, no, in and the, and the crazy and... world we live in and the mad rush, and it, it's it, the idea is to take just a step back and go, okay, what's most important? Yeah. And that's where, the, that's where these habits come in, where it's five, 10, maybe even 15 minutes a day or maybe an hour a week, and that's it. Yeah. Well, and and like if you're on a super tight budget, going on a walk together. Oh, I didn't say anything about spending money on the dates. <laughs> I'd be broke. So um, so it but it's it, the objective is to spend time with the person mm-hmm. because that's how you develop connection. relationship that, that connection. and connection. Yep, yep. So But other examples of of social goals would be to find and say out loud one positive thing every day about somebody. I know one of my daughters has a goal to find one person who is lonely or sad and cheer them up. That's her goal. And I think that is so yeah, awesome. Whether and she, at school and or And she at is home. so cute. My daughter is so... I don't want to use the word precious because I, I think it's overused. But that, that goal of hers melts my heart because she does it. And she's... She's a saint. She she's so good about well, that. It, well, it that like pleased me. I didn't know that was her goal for a long time. And one day she quietly told me, and and she's like, "I'll get ideas in my mind of somebody I should talk to," and and I'll think, "Oh no!" But every time I do and I follow through with that idea, I'm so glad that I did. But think about it. This girl's in high school, mm-hmm. and she was a freshman. And how many times are you sending a kid to school who's scared to go to school, who has an anxiety issue? Incredibly or lonely. feels lonely. Or overwhelmed, and, sure. You know, yet you have, but knowing that there's a teenage girl out there who's looking out and making sure, you know, that people, oh, that that person needs a little bit of cheering up, a well, little bit of it to be included or Well, I just something. heard a story the other day about a lady who made a similar goal. Mm-hmm. Only her goal was to not be on her phone when she's standing in line at the store. To her goal was to put her phone in her pocket, and that was that was kind of it. Is to to look for opportunities to to talk to people. And she was at the store right after she made this goal. She was at the store. She was tempted to get out her phone to check the email or Facebook or what uh, the million other things yeah, she had to you do. You can get stuff done while waiting in line. But she put her phone in her pocket or purse or whatever it was, and she just. Stood there, and she said it couldn't have been more than 30 seconds when the old man in front of her turned around. Oh, no. And she noticed, like, the old man in front of her had a a cat, Mm -hmm. like a bunch of cat food or Uh something. And she she made a comment. She's like, I see you have a cat. (laughs) And (laughs) And she felt really awkward about it. (laughs) And sure enough, the old man turns around, and his whole demeanor changed. That connection was made Mm -hmm. because that that human-to-human connection was made. And he turned around. He said, yes, I do. And you know what? I haven't told anybody this. This is an old man all by himself, buying mm-hmm. cat food. Turned around and told this lady, I didn't tell anybody, but today's my birthday. <laughs> and she was like, well, let me be the first to wish you happy birthday. And it was just that. Just that, That's it. That, that little just that, that little tiny thing. She made that, that, that could have been her goal for the week. 
She made that guy's week just by recognizing him as being a fellow human being on this crazy journey through life. Yeah, and there there are little goals like that that make a difference because like I, I've started to notice that like with Facebook, a lot of times when people are upset, mm-hmm. they post things on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And and then people will, you know, and a lot of times it's over the top or whatever. Extreme. Sure. And instead of arguing with them, instead recognizing how they feel and checking on them, letting them know you care about them. Sending them a little personal message rather than them posting a, on yeah, the public forums. Yeah, sure. asking how yeah. they're doing. And so, it, it, like, even just with something like that, you know. Um, well, no, that could, be, that could like, be one of your goals is to call a friend yeah, once a week. call a friend. Call, just call a friend once a week. There you go. Yeah, and, and or, what where people don't get that anymore and they... It's not the same. The mm-hmm. Facebook thing is its I, like a disconnected... I, I, I find it ironic that it's called social media, but I actually think, Hannah, it's its antisocial. It really is. Yeah. It's become that way. And I, I am not a fan of social media. I know it has its place. I personally have a really tough time with social media because I have found it is not it does not engender in, in or endear me I closer think it's to anybody. Broken up more relationships where yeah. people won't talk to each other or unfortunately I don't know. because the social the social boundaries aren't there on oh, social media yeah and, and people have it the fil- the natural filters that come when you're face to face with somebody aren't there when you're behind a keyboard so and that but that brings yeah. me to the next point that's another but example even so if you are of, on social media setting goals of how to treat people exactly finding a, a post making a, a one positive post on 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 social media every day or once a week whatever yeah. um, and other options are to make a goal to do service and this was actually this is one of my goals where i made the goal to do one act of service every week and yeah. i've i've said this before and i I realized, and I, some of my things have been just writing a note to somebody I knew who was having a tough time. And I just take five minutes, write a note, hey, just thought I'd reach out. I know you're going through a tough time, such and such. I know what's going on in your life. Just so you know, I'm here for you. Your friend, Fontaine, put it in an envelope and mail it. And leave my, and you put my phone number or whatever on there. And, you know, I know it doesn't make a big difference. But for me, I realized if I were to do that every week, at the end of the year, I've done that 52 times. Yeah, you go mow an old lady's yard or you, you know, it, it adds up. <laughs> it does add up. And so I, I really like so, that. It's one of my favorite goals is, um, but there's also, you know, service. Service is always, you, you'll never go wrong it's doing funny, service. It's a social goal where you're letting people know you care about them. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's also, it, it overlaps into the other ones where emotionally and spiritually. Which is weird. It's such a lift. Because, yeah, to, when, you, when you serve other people. care it, about it, other people. There's that and, emotional healing, that spiritual healing. Yeah, and you, yep. you become less uh, absorbed in your own problems. Yep. Because all of us, all of us have problems that we're dealing with. And when you're instead setting a goal of, hey, I'm going to help some person out today. I'm going to do this. You start, your problems become less, and you develop those connections mm-hmm. with others. And it's it's wonderful. Along the line of, there's uh, websites like justserve.org, where it has like different community projects where they've requested help in your community. Mm-hmm. So you, you and there's always opportunities yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And there's always, so if, if you're like, I don't know, I want to help in the community, but I don't know. How? Go to justserve.org, put in your zip code, and it will let you know of all the service opportunities in your area. There, I have noticed the Catholic Church pretty much always has something on there, like always. That's really they, cool. Whether it's the food bank or the veterans in need or the, the, the homeless shelters or uh-huh. whatever, they've always got they something always on there. They always have something going on. Uh, and then uh, manners, uh, another social thing might be, uh, hey, learn to say thank you. Practicing, please. Oh, remember or, to say thank you. Or even Rare, like table manners, like just mm. just developing basic those social skills. Those are, um, those are, are excellent uh, goals for for your kids or maybe for yourself, depending on where you're at. So, so. I hope maybe we've kind of covered it at this point, but the goal should be small. Yeah. Goals should be these little, I guess we'll talk about that in a minute, but goals should be small, short, uh, mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes max. But really, they, they could be simple as... It, 
30 seconds or a minute or five minutes. But that brings us to the... Oh, another social goal that I like, I I want this on my chart, but I haven't done it yet, is I want to have us invite somebody to dinner every Sunday. Oh, that's a good one. Like just like a neighbor, a friend, just so just every week. A crazy family member. A crazy family (laughs) member. Yes. Like those are social goals that are meaningful Yeah, and it'll be a blessing to your whole family. And at so. the end of the year, you'll be grateful you did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that, but that leads into the last category that we came up with, which is artistic. And again, this one could probably fall under the other categories, but we made it its own because artistic, this is the crux of you basically, you developing your superpowers. What, what it is that unique about you that mm-hmm. you're, you're going to develop. And these are, because we are inherently creative beings. Where and you know it's not it's, I'm not talking about everybody's a, an athlete or a, a concert pia- piano player or a, well, a ballet. Yeah, or a well, professional. a lot of people think I'm a mom, I'm an adult, I'm a dad, I'm an adult. Why would I play the piano, take mm-hmm. time to practice the piano, or practice the trumpet? I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be a ballerina. I'm not going to be I'm in the ne- symphony. I'm never going to play in the NBA. Why am I doing this? There's a very important reason why you should do it. Well, there's so uh, many things you learn from the process, first of all. Yeah, but but a people who are developing talents, that's what gives you enthusiasm. It fills you with gratitude. It helps your relationships, but it, it changes your outlook, outlook on life. Oh. It makes It's what makes you excited to get up out of bed in the morning. And it's so, true. It's true. Yes. When you're developing new talents, you wake up excited. It's true. Yeah. So so this is, it's vital to your well-being. We're, we are creative beings. Yeah. That's that's who we are. And so you should always be developing a talent. It's, 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 it's necessary. It's a, one of those necessary nutrients in in a balanced life. In a, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it uh, it's it don't go. Oh well, I'm not going to be that, and I'm I'm never going to, you know, become a professional this or a professional that. That's not the point. In the balanced meal of life, in the balanced that is a, meal of life, that is you vitamin need K. To develop, <laughs> yeah, you got to develop your talent. Without vitamin K, what do you go blind? Is that it, the well, one? Well, life would be drudgery. I can't remember. Without developing your talents, life it turns into drudgery. Exactly. It becomes very well, bland. And, well, art is the antithesis of drudgery. It's it's the polar opposite. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I remember when we had young kids. And again, going back to that, I was working such long hours, and you were at home with the kids all day, and it was just you had young kids, you didn't have that social outlet, and you were just kind of like homebound almost. Mm-hmm. Well, we and, lived in North Hollywood, yeah, too, which where you really didn't go. You really don't go on walks with the kids there if you want to live. Yeah, I, I, my neighbors were scary. I didn't want to be friends with them. And so I remember you suggested you're like we need to we need to be developing our talents. I remember this, uh-huh. and you decided you were going to go back and do ballet. You had done ballet and high school mm-hmm. and you're like i'm going to take a ballet class once a week and i'm like that is banned and i remember i would those are the nights i would block out so i wouldn't plan anything on my schedule so mm-hmm. i could make sure that i was home to take care of the kids while you were gone to ballet mm-hmm. and that was that was the agreement i remember that that was that it, was on awesome tuesday nights i would go and thursday nights i would do the same thing for and you and he would go play basketball and you enjoyed it so much. I remember how much you enjoyed ballet. You'd oh. come home all enthusiastic and excited, and it was once a week. And you were—I'm certain—you were not on your way to becoming part of the Sacramento Ballet Company. <laughs> but I know I remember how excited and enthused you were about just doing ballet. And just yeah, get, I know. Getting back into I, and it. I knew I wasn't going to become a professional dancer, but I enjoyed it so much. So here are some examples of. Goals you can set in this category, and they include, and we already kind of mentioned them, but practicing and learning a musical instrument, dancing, drawing, writing, singing, learning Photoshop or, or any of these artistic programs uh, like Illustrator or GarageBand, maybe learning 3D modeling and 3D printing, or some people love baking, or learning to decorate, whether it's food or, or furniture or, or houses or, or what's it called when you, when you design a house and you decorate it? There's a term for that. I can't remember what the term is, but where you're learning or doing was 
Etsy or Itsy? Itsy. Itsy, Itsy, Bitsy. Itsy, Bitsy, Etsy. Yes, Etsy. Sewing. But but the thing is, is you can also like overlap some of your goals where remember when you and I for our date night we would go take a salsa dancing class together oh I like that and yeah. that was a lot of fun I I enjoyed two birds with one stone we're all about efficiency baby and I would <laughs> so, play the trumpet as we were doing it oh it was really funny <laughs> <laughs> no I did okay. not so uh, but, I, but but yeah if you like you have a goal to spend some time with a daughter your daughter each week and you both love sewing and you go take a sewing class together yeah, something like that it's great or i take my son with me to go to play basketball or whatever it may yeah. be yeah exactly so i think so those are the six categories and just to kind of recap the, the six categories of goals that, that we kind of came up with are are physical spiritual mental emotional social and artistic and I, I guess I kind of want to wrap this up by saying that the, the, those are the what's. But the how, when you're setting your goals, you need to think about what you want to achieve and then think about the little daily steps that will take you there. Like I said, it's like 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes. I, I would love to perform the trumpet at the Christmas program. That, that would be wonderful to me. And right now, so my goal is, well, just to get back into playing trumpet, but... My goal is I, I practice for 15 minutes every day. 15 minutes, that's it. And even if I, if that's all I ever do, it is so gratifying to me to watch myself improve and to get back into something I used to love. And I'm watching, and it's just, it's just a little habit. And I, I block out 15 minutes every day, but I really enjoy it. Well, the funny thing is it actually makes all the kids excited to watch you developing right, your talent. Right. They're like, you come downstairs, you call everyone to dinner with your trumpet, <laughs> the dinner call. Because I'm a nerd. And then you like play, oh, in the theme song from Indiana Jones and whatever. And I see like little, you know, you're inspiring all the little kids. They're like, oh, I could do something like that. <laughs> So it is. It, is it inspires the people around you. So and it so. does. It, it, like you said, it gives you enthusiasm and appreciation for life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we talked about this earlier, but you know, work ethic is great, and that's what we're all about as like the core value. But that'll only make you a great janitor. We want we want to with with the habits. The goal was to to apply that work ethic to our lives and our u- unique missions in life. And that that's really and to, when to exciting things whole, happen. Become a whole person, mm-hmm. a complete whole person where you're you're developing in all these different areas. Exactly. Exactly. And so we suggest, you know, have at least one habit in each of those six categories. And granted, you know, you've got 10. So you have some some leeway and you know it, you can overlap as you were mentioning Hannah, you have, you know, one goal serves multiple purposes. And you know, maybe if you're homeschooling, you'll have more, you know, academic Type yeah, goals. yeah, to help you out with the homeschooling where, or, hey, get your history done, get your math done. Get, or if you're, 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 you're a musician, you'll have more music or, or artistic uh, But there's 10 stuff. goals. Yeah, there's yeah. 10 goals. So even if you have the six categories, you, you still have the four left over. So and you that's can, plenty. Yeah, you can emphasize uh, one of these categories as you need it. But, you know, mu- musicians will have more artistic goals maybe, or athletes might have more physical goals. But as you were saying at the beginning, Hannah, and I like this, where you, you, don't overdo it, where if you fill all your goals with, if you fill your plate with just carrots, yeah, you know what? You're going to get plenty of vitamin B or whatever or it vitamin is. Vitamin A. You'll but, have all the vitamin A you But you're going to actually, you're going to be so full, you won't have room for the other vital nutrition that you need from the other things. So the idea is to kind of maintain and keep this balance. Because when you fill your life with good pursuits... That's the other thing is that the bad things kind of just fade away. Yeah. And you, there's no room for that. Well, and there's also, no room for like the bad stuff when it's filled with good stuff. Yeah. Well, like a nutritious meal that has has the protein, has the carbohydrates, has the fat, has, mm-hmm. you know, the vegetables, the fruit, the meat, the, uh, you know, all the food groups. And it looks great. You know, it's it's satisfying. You leave that meal and you feel satisfied. Well, no, 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 no. So, when you when you were having the um, the problem though with 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 the, the eating, when we first got married and you were shocked, what, what did the, you you went to the therapist? Not the therapist, the um, nutritionist. What did she tell you? Didn't she tell you to eat more? Yeah, she told me to eat more, 
And she's like, can you add some sausages to your breakfast? I'm like, sausages? Why? I've never eaten one of those. Well, no, because your goal was to cut things out and cut things out. Cut and, things and, and, out. Cut things out. And instead and she's like, no, you're... But no, no, what did she say, though? She's like, you're not getting enough. Yeah. Her, her, her focus was you're not getting enough from the bread group. You're not getting enough from the meat group. You're not getting enough from the vegetable group. You're not getting enough from the fruit group. You are getting enough milk. But, <laughs> but, but I was... It, and I was always hungry. And it was because I wasn't eating like balanced, regular meals. And I wasn't ever satisfied by what I was eating. And so similar to having a balanced meal on your plate where you have a, a water to drink and you've got you know this mm-hmm. meal with all these different components, that's how you want your life to be. You want your life to be- To be full. To be full and to be satisfying. And to be balanced. Yeah. And in order to be for it to be satisfying, you've got to be working on these areas, and 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 then you will. You'll have a balanced, satisfying life, and that's the goal. Yeah. And there you go. I mean, those those are all of our thoughts on maintaining that balanced meal of habits. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. You know, they may want to listen too. We may share something that they're actively looking for. A solution to maybe the problem that they currently have. If you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support, click contact us, send us an email, and we'll get right on it. And that's it for today. Enjoy some of Falcon Jasper's wacky, waltzy work. We'll see you next time. <laughs>